Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is It For Real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And to continue Swayze Summer, um, we decided to uh, Is It For Real? Dirty Dancing, the 1987, right? classic uh this this was technically my pick but i've never seen it um which is partly why i picked it insane yeah i know well we'll get into my level with that (laughs) later but um i i want to introduce bridget who is going to introduce our introducer (laughs) hey thank you katie it's me bridget i'm also on this podcast um yeah our our guest uh speaker today is none other than angeline d um funny fun fact about angeline she's part of a duo improv team here in san diego Hmm. called dance team cool uh, in which they actually dance on stage so she has some dance feelings that's awesome uh, I have a lot of feelings about Dirty Dancing. I'm so mm. excited, um, but let's hear from Angeline D. Hello, I am so excited that you all are doing Dirty Dancing for this week's movie. It is one of my all-time favorite, 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 favorite movies, so much so that I have two Blu-ray copies of it at home. Um, why I love this movie, Ugh, well, so much to say. Um, I think I'm sure I watched it as a young, impressionable teen and was just blown away by this like fantasy uh, of like rich country club and oh, like this uh, meeting of two worlds, right? You've got your um, optimistic but stubborn baby who meets your pessimistic but stubborn Johnny. Um, And it's just the right amount of coming of age with uh, lots of romance and their super sexy dance training montages, um, as well as like a lot of heart. Uh, The characters deal with, you know, navigating their own journeys, um, whether it's changing relationship with their parents and or an abortion subplot. Hello. Um, But yeah, it's just a lot of fun and a lot of heart uh, mixed in with dancing, which I love, um, and a little bit of cheesiness, which, you know, we need. Um, That is that's why I love it. And I continue to watch it on my rainy days. So cute. That's nice. lovely. That's, That's awesome. One other fun fact I want to share about Angeline D is that if you take a quiz about the movie Now and Then to decide which character you are, by the way, we should watch Now and Then for the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're both teenies. Um, oh. To our listeners. So we're a birch, right? Yeah, we're both teenies. Got it. So it's a thing we're bonded about. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. I can see why you feel close to her. Um, I can should go we in. Get into our levels. Yeah. Should we go? Should we do our levels? Yeah. yeah do let's do our levels. Um, well, as as the person that picked this movie, I can go. I can go first with um, my level. So my level is you've never seen Dirty Dancing because uh, that was said to me. That <laughs> said to me once a month. I don't know. So it was funny because, like, um, you know, I uh, well, almost. Wait, what are you gonna do now? I know. No, it occurred to me that it's a real before and after moment. And I actually like Annie had me record what I knew about the movie before. I'm not going to play that recording, but I did write down basically what I said. Like what I knew about this movie was no one puts baby in a corner. I knew that Patrick Swayze was a dance instructor. I knew that Jennifer Grey and like the guy from Law and Order were in it. 
I knew that it was largely about Jewish families in the summer in the Catskills. And I knew there was a pregnancy plot. Um, that's, that's like what I knew. So like, you know, of course, every dance montage, like I've seen clips of this, but it was real muddled in my brain. So it was a real adventure to learn like how it strung together. Um, and it just like never came up. I don't know. It just was a movie that like, you know, once you've seen, once you've not seen something for so long, it's like everybody else has seen it. So break with me. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So anyway, it's a real before and after for me and I'm glad it happened on this podcast but yeah my level is you've never seen dirty dancing well i can go next because i'm living in the opposite sphere as you um Mm -hmm. which is that i've seen this movie at least at least literally 100 times and i can say that fair and square yeah my level is going to be i carried a watermelon slash sexual awakening Mm -hmm. because this movie is from 1987 i was six when it came out but I was watching it as soon as I could watch it. I remember I wasn't allowed to for like a little Mm, bit. mm -hmm. And then as soon as I could, I watched it over and over again. We used to just perform these songs, the soundtrack. I know exactly where every single song is in the movie, when it starts, how it played. I quoted the entire movie the whole time we watched it. My couchmate has also never seen this movie. uh, And he was pleasantly pleased Mm. by his viewing of it, which I was really excited about. Um, So yeah, I love this movie spoiler i'm already gonna tell you i love it i have lots of great things to say that is a we'll spoiler. see if we can change your mind yeah we'll work on you <laughs> for, no reason. for no reason unprovoked yeah. joy kill uh, just let like me have crush. this you guys <laughs> let me have it. you made me watch that movie about that football team let me have this <laughs> again a challenge which you did not fully accept <laughs> yeah but you, you tried No one makes Bridget watch a movie about a football team is what our quote should be. Just watch out. There's a long list of football movies. All football all the the time. I retire before that happens. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my level is just going to be She's Like the Wind. It's based, my level Mm. is the soundtrack. I mean, I... Having a sister who was like the target market for this back in the day, uh, it, we watched a lot. And um, but I always loved the music. I was big into oldies when I was a kid, and um, this was also one of the moments I remember being like somewhat like creative and theatrical. And because I was the sort of quiet kid, I played sports and stuff like that. But I never did sort of comedy or improv or theater. And I remember going on like some retreat in like a van and I knew all the words to this soundtrack and was like play acting all of these stellar and less than stellar lyrics. And so people were like, this is funny. It's like, well, yeah, I know I'm funny. Um, <laughs> That's fine. And, but yeah, it was just, uh, I've watched it a, lo- a lot. It's been a while. I think college was the last time I've seen it. Oh, wow. Um, but I'm, I'm very familiar, but I definitely had some stuff muddled yeah. in those decades since I've seen it. I'd like to point out that this movie is as far away from us as the oldies were from us when we were kids. Like, oh, that's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Just in terms of, of timing like of things. What is it? 30 <laughs> years. It's a long wait. It's a, it's almost 40 years. Almost 40. It'll be 40 years in 27, right? Yeah. And the, oldies, the oldies were even closer to us than this movie is to us now. Can I, can I posit a question at the beginning of the podcast? Like, do we think this 
Yes, Johnny and Baby are still together. <laughs> yeah. No, like, do we think that it's a like a chick flick? Like you were saying, Phil, that like your sister, I will confess that being like a tomboyish queer woman, sometimes like I don't really understand what is like for girls and what is for boys. <laughs> so like you were saying that your sister- Gender was is the- a social construct. <laughs> yeah, that I like clearly just don't get at all. So like- do we think that, um, like, Phil, did you feel squarely like you weren't the target mar- market? Like, Tracy S. was the target market for this. Yeah, because, I, I mean, generally, because it's a around, like, I don't know, a female coming of age. She is story, the protagonist. I guess it's through her eyes. I, but, I mean, I was never dragged to watch this movie. I right, loved right. watching this back in the day. So, I mean, maybe it was marketed that way, but I'll go yeah. with Bridget's thing that it, that's a construct you know I, I think yeah Patrick Swayze wouldn't say it was a yeah you know no, girl yeah. movie or a guy movie so yeah, for sure yeah it moves along it's adventurous it has fighting it has romance it has <laughs> fun <fighting>. music montages <laughs> you could call fighting. it a, a, it's got a training lot of montage montages. you know tra- so. I would call that a training montage by oh, the way yeah for sure when I was on the dance team in my high school we spent all of our time signing petitions to make us an official sport so I just want everybody to know <laughs> that I don't not like sports I was just Exploded. Yeah. Um, I'd like to point out that this movie was choreographed by Kenny Ortega, who's one of my favorite artists. Or uh yeah, and he directed Newsies and Hocus Pocus, and he did the choreography in St. Almost Fire, another movie we should watch, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller. Like, there's just this is like in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And and this was not supposed to be a, a hit, right? Did you guys read about that? I, I did, but I don't know what that means. You're making well, they, a movie. Well, they said it was going to be released for one week and then go straight to VHS. And they had a super low budget, but then it became sure. this like crazy box office hit because it is so, it it has so much in it for so many people, I think. So it's a good one. Should we get into it? Let's, Let's jump in. into it. So we start uh, so with the we, credits, yeah. right? Where, where we get Be My Baby, the first of the, the oldies. I love and, that song. Uh, just the, the, the dancers, they're so touching each other i mean the soundtrack of this Hot. film i will say Hot. it now this film is what people think cocktail is going to be you listen to cocktail soundtrack and you want it to be this but it is a hollow nightmare about Great. nothing <laughs> i and agree you think cocktail is going to be dirty dancing in jamaica That's but right. it is a drug-fueled like hellscape tom cruise's dead eyes staring yeah. right back at you so I mean, yeah, that I was I was right. Like it, 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 they come right out of the gate. Like what? I don't know if it was like a lot of money, but man, this movie soundtrack is killer. I think back in the days, maybe it wasn't that. It much, was yeah. different, yeah. but it's it's also. I mean, they're using a lot of uh, older movies or older uh, songs that didn't have the the high rights. Whereas if you're like I don't know, use it up. Pearl Jam song or you know some yeah. other thing it's gonna be a lot more expensive there is a there is a mix of some 80s music in there you hear Huey Lewis you hear yes like, Patrick I'm Swayze fascinating controversy by that. controversy right like well, how do you feel about that interesting artistic choice like do we think that it was on purpose to be like oh like we're aware that we're making this movie in 1987 because like it, it takes you out of it for a second you're like oh wait what is the audience hearing right now are they hearing time of my life like you know what i mean well it's just so crazy. I, that whole scene is very confusing because who sang that anyway we, we can talk about it yeah anyway. <laughs> uh at the end 
but um, yeah, we get to Kellerman's and this is like, I, I also had like a dream about going to the Catskills on vacation. I did. I did. I want to do. Yeah. I ended up being yeah. a camp counselor in the Poconos mm-hmm. one summer because oh, nice. I had this romance of what this oh, was yeah. like. For My sure. family would have never taken a vacation like this. It's long. We were yeah. so happy. Like everybody was just having a blast, like bunny hopping and like, ugh. So I do have a note at some point in my notes saying like, I think I might be like born of the cat skills. <laughs> like I just am like, everything about this is yes. Like I would absolutely sing goodbye to guests who had been someplace <laughs> for a week. I would like be out on a canoe yeah. and like, I think I might be from the cat skills. Yes. You're, it's like being an adult camp counselor, a family camp counselor. hundred percent. Yes. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. improv camp where the last, yeah. the only thing I didn't want to do was improv. <laughs> like That's I right. just wanted to do camp. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I heard but, camp. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I, I think this is a little bit too, cruise shippy for me mm, whereas yeah. i would rather just play games yeah um, for sure much like we did at improv camp of shoot archery and yes. go to canoe and uh, more like wet hot ball. american summer yeah yes capture the flag oh, all yes. night long <laughs> the the first note i have of this movie or almost is um peace corps she mentioned yeah. Peace Corps and my roommate Cameron T had told me that Peace Corps was mentioned. She's like, and and she said, um, yeah, she does Peace Corps out of the high school, out of the high school. I'm like, no, she doesn't. Uh, and I get I all know. like, you know, you know, like all salty about it. Yeah. But um, I, I guess I place I this immediately, you know, but it's supposed to be, I guess, like 61 or 62 because it's Peace Corps, but it's before Kennedy okay. is killed. Mm-hmm. But it's also after, oh man, I have the note. It's something that she mentions. And I, I think so. It's like squarely in like maybe summer of 63, like right before John F. Kennedy was killed. It's, she does say that is the summer of 1963. Got and it. there's references to well, Vietnam War. <laughs> so it sort of paces there because they, they mentioned the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all my research. <laughs> My impression always was that she was going to, she was always going to join the Peace Corps after yes. college. I think that's her goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's squares. It's not like a Brita yeah. situation from community. Well, but I thought she said like, I'm going to go into the Peace Corps next year. Oh, or, like I thought then? there was a temporal hmm. portion. And I was like, well, four years after that, I know. you're, you're going to apply she... and then you're going to They said drop she's going to Mount Holyoke next year. So Yeah, I think she's going to college. I think she's she kind of- Peace bound. Sure. Yeah, it's like her goal, which is interesting. I'm going to come in with a hot take. And I haven't seen this all the way through. I've, I've seen it on TV so many times. And so this was amazing that I paid money to watch it. But like Max Kellerman is a villain. I, I He's the I, owner? He's the owner. I didn't realize like- what a villain he is and he's creepy and i'm just i'm gonna say he's not good he's really creepy but he he's supposed to be this like grandpapa sort of like kellerman's like come in and have a great time but he's mm-hmm. a little creepy and that's kind of the cruise ship element of it too which it seems right. like ugh. um but yeah yeah so one of the first activities they do is they head straight to the dance floor for a merengue lesson with penny we get to meet penny um and she says, he's the boss on the dance floor where if he's, if nowhere else, which is so cute. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, we get our first glimpse of Newman. I'm blanking yeah. on the guy's name, who really hasn't aged. Um, no one's aged. Okay, so he hasn't aged like at all. Like he certainly didn't age from this to Seinfeld, which I guess Wayne I don't know. Knight. I guess it started in like yes, it started in like '88. I guess Seinfeld, but but still, he's been in other things since, like Space Jam, for instance. <laughs> but like you know, um, Emily Gilmore, like the mother. Right. Yeah. hasn't aged oh, at all. I know. I love and Emily neither, Gilmore. Neither had, I know he's passed away, but like neither had the LA Law or whatever the guy was on, like the yeah. Law and Order. Jerry Orbach. Yeah, like they're all like, how are they the same? And I guess it kind of blows your mind too because you're like, this is the 60s and it's not. It's almost the 90s, but it's still, yeah. I don't know. Like those people look amazing. It's a time warp. Um, yeah. For sure. Um, so baby, baby, what that's her name. Her name is not baby. We learn later it's Francis, but you know, like this is, this is really interesting. It was a conversation between Jeff and I about like, she, she has always been like literally put in a corner. She's the smart one. She's this, and they've only called her baby. So she has no like sexual identity to herself. She's just been sort of made to be this like Oh, you're a nice kid and then you'll go off and you'll do great things but like it's a, this is a really cool story because it's about her being multifaceted yeah. and having all these things about her um, which i love i'm gonna say like they really get a le- like a lot of leverage out of naming that character baby like they just like slip it in there with like it was the summer before john f kennedy was killed and it was the summer where everybody called me baby for no reason. And it's like, okay, like, I guess, yes. Like, why are people calling you that? Why are you allowing that? Who's ever called that? And then they make all of these babies. Puns. <laughs> babies are called that. And like, they make all these puns throughout the movie. Like uh, Penny says something like, go back to your crib or something. Go back to your crib, baby. Yeah, baby. And then she just like shoots off like a t-shirt gun, like, um i don't know i didn't i was like is that actually a nickname like was it in the 60s anyway we don't have to think about it too hard but i don't know who knows i feel that it was but it's like it's like somebody being called like chunk for their whole life you know and then they're like i'm skinny and tall and i've been a business executive and you're like okay chunk you love baby ruth do you know what i mean like it's just these things that stick with you from childhood okay so she'd been called baby for a while i think so yeah i I felt okay all right i maybe misread it so she overhears like max kind of talking to the waiters and being like yeah you take out like the people's daughters and like oh yeah we get to meet johnny he comes in like all bravado except for you guys like you don't touch (laughs) anybody troublemakers (laughs) yeah it was a real like turnabout (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Max is a villain. He's he's creepy. At the same time, they are. I mean, maybe they're. It's like the difference is they're dating the like wives Mm. because it's and fairly out there, like not discreetly. Yeah, they're so maybe it is just like waitstaff is for the daughters and the dancers are for the wives. Ugh, and you're paid to do it. Creepy. Yeah, there's a. uh, bordello brothel element to this yes. whole thing or gigolo who knows yeah um then we have so, sort of this dance contest that they go to um where it's mambo time mambo time and then the or whatever it is i just know it's like that after dinner activity baby wins but this is chicken, at the right? main 
Oh no, okay. that's later. That's, that's oh, okay. Sorry. So she that's... gets pulled away from that because that's like activity. That's game night. So mm-hmm. like, there's like she does different activities after dinner, right? And she she Neil like makes her go for performance she gets sawed in half and then she gets a chicken yeah. as like a consolation prize and then what does she do with it i don't know. i'm gonna say something man like i'm like adventurous i like animals i'm fairly outdoorsy if i was on stage and someone handed me a chicken i would not know what to do like you know. i don't know if i would take it like i don't know how to hold a chicken um she just goes with it and yeah what is she gonna do with that chicken for the rest of her week there or three weeks or however long i don't know it's a real question i had yeah so baby, you know, she's wandering around. She heads up to the staff quarters, like danger. A lot of staff, by the way, at this place. So many staff. It's a nightclub full of staff. <laughs> and like Johnny had, well, here's what I will say though, actually being a camp counselor in the Poconos, mm-hmm. like we did have that much young sort of like hypersexualized staff. Like we were all in our twenties yeah. and it, you only had to have one counselor on each night from each bunk when there's four of us in a bunk. So everybody would go out and basically just like dirty dancing in like a cabin bar somewhere. Like sounds awesome. like it lived up to your fantasy. It was also awful. And I cried on a payphone like every day to my parents <laughs> <laughs> about having to teach dance in like a cabana. That's I a was, different kind of fantasy. That I think that was this movie as well. It's yeah. If anybody sent a package, coin, they like know? opened it before you got it to make oh, sure there wasn't like geez. chocolate inside of it. I don't know. Chocolate. What? It was kosher too. It was a whole oh, thing. I see. Well, okay. can I just get this out of the way? Please. Um, and this is my ignorance. Why are these types of like camps mm-hmm. like Jewish? Like, why is this a mm-hmm. thing in the well, Jewish community? Like, well, I'm thinking like Wet Hot American Summer, mm-hmm. this. Um, like, how did that come to be? I, I believe yeah, it's because of other places wouldn't allow uh. Jews to go. And so it was kind of formalized. And then it kind of became part of cultural. like Jewish culture That's as right. far as like maintaining history yeah. and culture. And, and yes, and yes, mm-hmm. there's a, a very wealthy population of um, folks who are Jewish, who are part of the entertainment industry in New York and New Jersey. Right. Uh, and so a lot of those folks, I think you're right. I think it definitely did start that way, but like these kids like <laughs> would come to camp with just like, like, like when they're unloading the truck and there's just like shoes and, and, uh, Lisa's like, I can't keep up with the fashion and everything. It was like yeah. that at, at summer camp. Um, just mm-hmm. with, I was like shocked. Juicy Couture was huge at the time. And it was like trunkfuls <laughs> of Juicy Couture clothing. Oh, man. I was, I was very much in like a culture shock. And I was, yeah. I was one of very few non-Jewish counselors um, and non-foreign counselors. So it was very interesting. Interesting. Fun. Cool. Um, I, thank you for that. I, yeah. I figured there was like a good reason, yeah. but I've just never yeah, found out about it, which is on me. So thanks for educating me. Oh, yeah. So baby carries a watermelon, which is one of the most famous lines. Yeah, um, I've heard that a lot, too. I mean, I should give a shout out to former recommender Katie M. This is yeah. like another one of those movies that like was quoted constantly at me and I just like didn't get it. And yeah. it does have this like John Hughes vibe that like erases all of the bad of John Hughes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, uh, I agree. Yeah. So she comes in and they're all like, just like, oh my God, the dancing is so great in this movie. I love all of it. It's so sexual. <laughs> it's so it, 
it it's definitely hot. yeah it brought me back to some dance clubs down in belize which mm-hmm. were also just sweaty and <laughs> more sexual than you could picture in your mind <laughs> And I think um, it also shows that, like, I mean, it, in a way, this movie reminded me so much of Greece, which is a mo- which was like, you know, I don't know, was it 70s about the 50s, which was like, hey, mm-hmm. the 50s were like crazy, too. Like, yeah. it, you know, don't let them fool you. And that's what right. it feels like. It's like, don't let them fool you. Like, there was like kind of gross, intimidating dancing that was happening <laughs> in the 60s, you know, um, hormones be hormones. You know, yeah. that's right. That's the message. And I did read something about like um, Patrick Swayze's brother, I suppose, was saying that like he had to kind of downplay how good of a dancer he is because he's so good. He is so good, but like he's better than even this is. I know. Like, because it is like, I mean, he's trying to teach her and I'm like, what is this dance move? It's just, it's kind of like the freak dance, you know, or like that's grinding. Right. I'm going to say, that's why when people like get on, get on kids today for like how they that's dance or even like, like WAP or something like that. People are like, oh, <laughs> I, I can't even, I'm like, have you ever seen? It's the same thing. It's the same. It's all also, the same. It's just, yeah. it's just effing with i want to give a shout out to i want to give a shout out to the only two black people in this movie who oh yeah kellerman's a dance with each other yeah that is what are they doing otherwise yeah a downfall of this movie for sure good lord not very diverse it's not diverse at all i'll say that possibly historically accurate but still that's that's right excuse really yeah um interesting yeah, Johnny pulls baby onto the floor and mm-hmm. she's teaching her to grind up on it. Oh, I was reading that Patrick in this Swayze dance floor, we grind. Were a girdle in this uh who, who wore a girdle? Patrick Swayze to appear younger and thinner. Cause you know, he was 35 years old playing 24. 24. Wait. Yeah. He was 35. Wasn't he? Also, he looks amazing without his shirt on. I think he was 34. Yeah. He knows he looks amazing without his shirt on. (laughs) What? I've never met a man that likes shirtless with pants more than Patrick Swayze. He's constantly shirtless with pants. Unless it's tank tops with pants. And that's Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically, oh, yeah, I know. Totally. I, I mean, yeah, that, well, you'll get that's why I wearing. said shirtless and pants yeah. because I know a man who likes <laughs> pants. Um, but like, he, I, when I read the girdle thing, I was like, that makes sense because his waist is like nuts, like, it really goes in. He kind of has an hourglass shape, he has an upside face. down triangle shape, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he also has it, like such high waisted, like, oh, oh those pants are. It's really high, really what is high. He wearing at the dancing, it's like a tuxedo. Yeah, they're like, like a tuxedo yeah. pants, high waisted dance but pants. Where did he just come from? Why they're is he dance pants? Like you wear dance pants. Um, uh, well, yeah, do we want to just have the conversation about age right now? So, th- both oh, yeah. characters are playing like younger. 10 years younger than they are. I think Jennifer Gray is 27, I think. Yeah, oh. and she's supposed to be like 17. <laughs> Well, um, I think she's supposed to be like 19. Uh, she's 18. She just graduated high school. I thought they like said 17. I thought they but, said like 17 somewhere. Okay. Okay. I believe it. Um, or I okay. read it in something. And then he's like 24, which is a little, you know, at my, yeah. my couch mate pointed out that it doesn't um, stand by the little math you're supposed to do. It's like half your age plus, plus seven. seven. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, like, if she's 17, I don't know where somewhere I read was 19, but I really got 17 vibes because 
it seemed like she was summer of senior year. I guess she could be 18. And like all of these men who come there, clearly their wives are like 10 to 20 years younger than them as well. It's still messed up. Yeah. No matter what. Anyways, I just, I wanted to, you know, point that out. No, I was thinking about that too. Like, I don't think the movie thinks of that at all. Like they seem very much like in the movie, it's like they, it's like their class difference equals out the power difference or something. Well, and her emotional intelligence versus his emotional intelligence. Yeah, but <laughs> sure. still, like still on paper, yeah, I would argue it's a problem. So baby kind of gets like a taste of this world. And then the next day she and her sister at <laughs> my favorite activity, which is just trying on wigs. Um, and then uh, I was like, it's like, are these these women aren't orthodox like what are they doing and no, is it for the, the talent show is it no. like it's, it's for the 60s like people, i like wigs people wore different different things like remember like the 60s hairstyles that were very bouffanty and sort of like yeah. done. like some women would wear like pieces or mm. hair i mean and obviously like these are white women putting on wigs and like in, in like the black culture for example like people wear wigs or weaves or whatever it is and like i think it's it's just more like the 60s and like people put that sort of hair on so you didn't have to do it every time checks out either way like movie stars it's just a, it's a thing and so baby sees johnny and it's like oh my god you know like and then lisa is like cover for me i'm gonna go out and get with robbie which yeah um i guess later we have baby hanging out with the boss's son uh what was his name? Neil. Neil. He says, I love to watch your hair blowing in the breeze. <laughs> There's so uh, many people uh, in this movie who present as if they have braces, but they don't. You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Say more about that, Katie. I don't know what you mean. There's a lot of like closed mouth smiles that don't need to be. And even <laughs> they're like, I don't know how to okay, do it. To our listeners, I know, who can't see Katie's I face. know, it's so dumb. Let me describe what you were doing. Go ahead, do it again. Katie looks like she's sucking on a lemon, uh, but also has Botox. It's just that, like, he, I thought, like, they were gonna make a joke out of how this guy had braces because he was doing this like a giant closed mouth smile a lot, and then it's even Jennifer Gray. I think it's like the camera angle. Sometimes, like, the light was really shining on these people's teeth. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Maybe in the 50s, people like to just do closed mouth smiles. Yeah. Maybe. Super teeth, weird. Teeth weren't as good. That's true. That's true. Anyways, we have, uh, so Baby and the Boss's Son see her sister and then Robbie after just being accosted. Assaulted. Or like so, she Not a good experience. No. Uh, for sure. We're not exactly clear. Uh, but later on, the, the sister is all Team Robbie still, which just blows my mind. Setting. It's a, it's a, it's in the rumber for my bummers. I'm going to say go. right now is I think this sister, first of all, looks exactly like Parker Posey. Um, and I feel like it is such a thankless role. Like she's doing a really good job of oh, being yeah. such a nothing oh, yeah. annoying sister jerk, except for the one time she comforts baby up to your hair baby (laughs) yeah which is so crazy it's such an interesting like older sister like um vapid older sister trope which is like yeah specific almost like a john hughes trope really that's right um yeah she does like the sister from 16 candles yeah yeah it is kind of like that but she does it so well like with the hula song you're like this woman is committing a hundred percent oh my god in the background you know it's kind of incredible 
So baby then, sees. Oh yeah, go ahead. I no, say, you're, baby, you're gonna say what I was baby, say. They learn that Penny's not on the dance yeah. floor. She's taking a break, mm-hmm. and then baby sees her in the kitchen when she goes in with Neil. They're gonna have a snack, and um, she gets Johnny to come back. Penny's crying, and um, it's this whole conversation around like, who? What's the problem? And so the question is, and I, I think I know the answer to this, but do they ever say the word abortion in this movie? No. Oh, right. interesting. So it's always like there's a, there's a problem. The procedure. Take care of it, the procedure. I know a guy. The thing, right? It is 1987, um, I suppose. I, I mean, I it's do, 1960, but yeah. I do like that we learn like pretty off the bat that Robbie is the one that did it, so we're not like all assuming that Johnny right did something. Yeah, to take care of her. Um, but like Ro- I, this line uh, like that Penny delivers where she's like, or I don't know if it's Johnny or Penny, but basically like some people count and some people don't. Like holy shit! And then I did note that he was reading the Fountainhead. I'm like, yeah, you uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's he says that. He says that. No, yeah, he says it. it too. But like, I think he like you show mm-hmm. it. They show it before that, and you already are like, this guy's a libertarian asshole. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, he like fully bought into this. And, That's right. Ugh. Ugh. I definitely had that note. He he like recommended the book to some the fountainhead to someone. And I was like, of course, Robbie likes of course. um Anne Rand. Yeah. Right. So baby asks her dad for the money and he gives it to her because he trusts her. Um and baby baby gives the money to Penny and Penny's like, I don't know if I want to do this. And they're like, then we get the, the biggest plot point, which is that the only night she can see the doctor is the night that they perform at the Sheldrake Hotel. I completely forgot that that was the reason that she needed to learn how to dance right i gotta tell Uh, you as somebody whose first ride first uh, rodeo this was i was like this is the plot like i couldn't believe i thought i thought that like baby like she wasn't having a good time so her parents bought her a dance instructor and then they like performed at the big show (laughs) i was like abortion is like fully at the center yes. of the film. That was, I, yeah. Well, it, real, I mean, it's a complex. Well, it's, I was I was saying too, as like somebody who's seen this movie from the, from the time I was like eight. Right. <laughs> now, like I didn't fully get right. what was happening. I didn't totally get it. I think one time I like asked my parents maybe to explain or something like, but I was like, whoa. And like now even more so, I'm like, this movie was a little bit ahead of its time, I think. Yeah, it had of... a lot to say about it. For this sure. movie ain't for babies. Mm. Mm. So baby starts learning the dance and ugh, we just get so many great montages in a row. It's just like a series of montages. Um, and she starts learning it. I love this part because it's like, we start on the two, it starts on the two yeah. and she can't get it. And she's always like messing up. And then uh, we see her like practicing to wipe out. I love the bridge, that. The bridge dancing the bridge. Like, thing. That's great. Yeah. That's, I think where America must've fallen in love with Jennifer gray. Right. I was yeah. like watching it. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is where she becomes the it girl. Oh, yeah, and like she's I get so it. Cute. I totally get it. She's so like it's she's such an interesting pick for this because I think Patrick Swayze is just like the hunk to be all hunks. And I think Jennifer Gray is like cute. She has a she's a rocking bod. I mean, she's got like a great body. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, she's so is average. Am I gonna I'm gonna get hate mail for this? I don't know. Is she average? Is she you're, I think what you're saying is like not like movie star. Right. She still has a rocking body. I'm I'm gonna say that. I think she's, I, I mean, 
I totally get it with her. I will say like what I was reading is that the character was originally written to be like Italian, which I thought Johnny was. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I mean. Sorry. I meant Patrick Swayze's character, which in watching this, I was expecting that more. I was expecting more of like this West well, like Side spaghetti. Story. <laughs> I was expecting a spaghetti, <laughs> a person, a man made of spaghetti. Uh, like salad fingers. That's spaghetti really can That's dance. my family, Katie, you're talking uh, about. No, like, I mean, he's probably like a Gentile. Like, I guess there's like, there's definitely differences between them, but they look like they could be brother and sister. Like I was expecting more of like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like um, there's at one point where the guy says something like, that's enough out of you, Rodriguez. I'm like, oh, I think Rodriguez was supposed to be the main guy here. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I, it, for some reason, like the classic West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet trope, like, I know that's what we're going for, but yeah. I think because they almost like are the same kind of sure pretty, although Bridget, I think you were saying like Patrick Swayze is like He's this like, babe. like babe and I don't know. I, I, I actually would say Jennifer Grey, except for when she's wearing tons and tons of makeup, which I'm like, yeah. this is a different person. I don't oh, even no. recognize. She looked like a pageant child. I was yeah. like, this is terrible. And she I was worried her. about those older couple recognizing her as like, I no. don't even recognize you. Yeah, and I no know one does. it's you. No one right. does. You look like a crazy person. <laughs> so we get the best mom. We get the oh, the best montage. The hungry eyes montage is this, yes. This yeah. is why my level was sexual awakening because mm. they're just so passionate. They have great chemistry. There is a um a TV show on Netflix that I forget what it's called, but it's like oh yeah, of or something like that. I want to watch it. Yeah, they do a making of of this movie, Dirty Dancing, and it's so good. And it talks about their chemistry it. and how they they're like screen tests and stuff like that and then like ugh, like johnny castle is shirtless and he's like running his hand down her armpit it's just he also wears a leather jacket in the rain which uh not the yeah. greatest choice Foggy. also there's got to be better ways to get into your car if you've locked <laughs> the keys in there than just like get in a post and permanently Although- screwing up your window we should mention that like they famously had amazing screen tests like an audition yeah and screen tested like with amazing chemistry and then i guess they had been together in the movie red dawn and then like hated each other and then that like they screen tested fine and then it just like wore off and like hated each other again and then i think the director I mean- had to show them the screen test to kind of get the chemistry back and then what i was also reading is like kind of bridget what you're saying like the sexual tension that happens in summer camp like because everybody was hanging out together and like people like the cast they would just do these dance parties which like full cast like just drinking all night yeah they like really leaned into their roles and the director made a rule for six months that like they could be in scenes together but they could not touch each other otherwise which kind of like built the tension and the sexual chemistry like with Ooh. everybody also yeah. wasn't wouldn't swayze have been married oh i don't know yeah. probably um, and he had yeah he, as far as like hollywood marriages that lasted like his was oh yeah i know he was still crazy. married when he passed away yeah. um he was married in 1975 yep there you go wow uh, so well i don't know if they swayze they just didn't enjoy like working together, right? I, don't I think mean it was they yeah. I didn't, I didn't read it as they hated each other. It was just that she broke all the time and would oh. just laugh and couldn't. That's what I read. Is just oh, she I didn't would know constantly that. break in scenes, and so it's like the whole like 
tickling down the arm scene, you can see that he's sort of pissed. He really is pissed because they're they've been there for like an hour trying to get this recorded oh, wow. and she keeps laughing. Um, and that, I guess yeah. she was just doing that throughout the movie um, of just, yeah, breaking, breaking. in scenes all the time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's, it, yeah, it was more that than they like didn't get along. Like, I think they got along. It was just, I, I think he was a 30, you know, four-year-old Five. and she yeah. was like, yeah. 27 and, and he was, was a dancer that, like a, a dancer, dancer. Yeah. yeah he definitely has an intensity to him that you can tell and his like do we think johnny castle is supposed to be from texas or i mean patrick swayze is and you hear the southern thinking of roadhouse or what are you thinking well patrick swayze i think is from texas but like you can hear his accent a lot in this movie and i'm like where I don't know. I think, sometimes it feels like put on Southern and sometimes it feels naturally Southern. I can't. And then sometimes a it's a little world. bit New York. Yeah. yeah. It like goes. I think in he's supposed out. to be Irish from New York sit from the city. Mm, um, he's from yeah, New no, York. No. <laughs> um, hey, he's from New York. So there, that moment where Johnny takes the post out of the thing, it, there's like this thing, my best friend and I have, cause he kicks it three times. And the third time he kicks it, it makes this like, pop sound and it sounds <laughs> I love so that. like they did it in foley afterwards somebody was like it's my chance to shine uh, <laughs> get that pop right get that pop right uh it's so loud and weird um and then they go to the woods mm. to practice and- their dancing on a log well oh, then yeah. they decide if they're gonna do the lifts they've got it the only place to do that is where the water the the best <laughs> in the water to- in the water in the yeah. water Katie, to I mean, um, it's so sexy. He's not wearing yeah. a shirt. She's all wet t-shirt contest. Well, yeah. I remember trying to do this with you. Yeah, Katie, That's my corner? boob corner. We've Phil and I have tried this, but <laughs> I was thinking about like we should have tried it in the water because like I think we tried it at our house. <laughs> like, where Probably. did we try this? And S- I remember being somewhere like, somewhere not appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is hard to do. Oh, yeah. Over <laughs> your hard. head. Yeah. That, the hold a human up, like the balance of it all, like, it's just a lot. But it, in the water, we could get the momentum at least of jumping. Well, and up. if you and mess up, die. it's not the high yeah. consequence. I right. think that was, that's the thing about it. Well, the one that. time she falls in that lake and I, think she kicks him in the face with her feet it looks like that that looks movie. not fun too i mean i was reading as well i don't know if you guys were, like the the weather as the is is in the cat skills like it goes all over the place so like one day it was like 100 degrees and it was like 110 inside and it was terrible and then the next day it was like in the 40s and that right. was well, like the water day so but they also filmed that scene in like uh, september october i think it's october and they had to spray paint the leaves and it was truly yes. freezing she, oh, they wow. said um, they didn't do any close-ups because their lips were purple and they were just like shaking it's like ugh. oh yeah little baby um so- so they go back go to where the next scene we see is basically like baby walking with Lisa and they're getting ready to kind of like do the fitting or whatever. And we get this, like, if you've never seen the movie before, it might be subtle, but we see Mrs. Schumacher. She oh. drops her purse and all of the purses fall out. The wallets, oh, Sorry, the wallets right? fall yeah. out. Right. Um, I didn't and- notice that, but I remember baby talking about that. Afterwards. I definitely noticed it. And like, if you're looking, it's not subtle because she just has a, purse full of wallets well right but if you don't if you've never seen the movie you might miss that because even like the husband comes out and he's like oh come on let's go but like when you reflect back on it he's like get out of here don't let them see your freaking wallets we're thieves oh yeah. 
I mean, they do. I mean, that is a funny payoff. They're, I, they're good because I wouldn't. I saw this purse full of wallets and I still didn't think that they were thieves. Because mm. right, she's like, such junk, such junk. She's like, I'm old, but <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. such junk. That is what she says. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, there's other people's wallets inside of there. It's so funny. So yeah, we get to the shell drake to the to the night of the dance and baby changes in the car and oh that's on the way back. Sorry. Johnny Castle and partners how they're introduced, which I think is funny. Cuz like would baby be or would Penny be introduced by her name or is it always Johnny Castle? Yeah, I think I think it was because they did the swap. Um I see. But yeah, they did the performance but uh and baby does sort of warm up to it eventually. She doesn't start well. And then they, of course, don't do the lift. Yeah. Right. Chekhov's lift, if you will. <laughs> Chekhov's totally. lift. But on the way back, she's changing in the car and he's kind of like peeking at her in the rearview mirror. And but like, I will say up to this point, I think he's been a very respectful partner, but they're blossoming their, their feelings for each other together. Um, but they get back and they're kind of like had this great experience, but we learned that Penny's in trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah as a kid i was like always so yeah. confused i was like what did she have the flu like i i didn't i didn't really understand they were like i remember them saying he had a folding table and like a bloody knife or a folding table and a rusty knife and i was like what, what happened to her yeah. <laughs> come on man and in my brain i remembered it as robbie came in and like without her consent did the abortion oh <laughs> that'd be insane yeah okay um sure that's that is what I thought happened in my Oof, yeah that's dark yeah I think I yeah I didn't understand what was happening but I knew it was bad and so baby goes to tell her dad and the dad is mad because you know he's like this is not what I gave you the money well, for here's a question from um Annie ICU and Cameron T is the father a gynecologist like do we know he's an OBGYN or he's a physician a physician he remember. talks he talks about max kellerman's blood pressure at the beginning okay. of the of the film and then what's happening is she calls him and he's just giving her pain meds or he's like finishing a job okay that's a good question because as a kid i thought perhaps he was finishing a job but my impression is he's giving her pain meds yeah and then probably like sterilizing checking, things sterilizing and like things, checking, checking for infection yeah because that's that was what my like take. Annie ICU was like, not just well, she's physician. our resident medical expert. Well, I know. You haven't even called on like, her for a while. I know. And she was saying, like, you know, is he an OBGYN? Because, like, if this is like needs to be done still, that's, you know, not just any physician can like do that. Yeah. But no, I don't think but so. But I think it was like, you know, morphine or something in that bottle. And like, he was basically, yeah, just, yeah. You know, and you then take your bag of morphine to camp when you go. Yeah, I suppose uh-huh. so. And then he is declared, I mean, Johnny Castle is in love with this guy <laughs> after <laughs> he does this, which I get too. I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty, pretty impressive. Um, and then Penny's kind of okay, I guess. Yeah, after this. Better. Yeah. Um, but baby goes to Johnny's uh, cabin, which by the way, some people have these like cabins all lined <laughs> up together and they have to share. Oh, and yeah. it's like Johnny gets his own like luxury oh. cabin, basically. Right? Yeah. This is it's what like some of the loft like, space. 
This is what some of the like surf bums and Bocas and Panama, like at that surf camp, like looked like. I mean, like, yeah, it's just. It I was gonna say like, too. Beautiful this flowers is, hanging outside of it. It's a lovely little cabin. It is a really big. It's a giant space. Like I don't think the camp director would get this space. But what I was gonna say is like I do think this is. If I was given this space, this is how I would live in it. <laughs> have a mattress on the floor. I'd have a couple of chairs. They'd have clothes on them. And that's what it would look like. <laughs> or another take could be is like, this is where he had to give his lessons, but he's also, mm. but not, no, he also it's had that not, other though. space. It's like a no, different place, not. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we put on the music. Don't you feel like crying? Uh, we get the sexy dance scene. She baby grabs Johnny's butt. He takes her shirt off. It is like, to me again, like, uh, this is so much more romantic than just like watching them like bang it out. I just really enjoy it. I just think it's like really sensual, really sweet. Um, yeah. And like, clearly this is like her first time, probably even like making out with a boy, I would think. I don't know. Yeah. Not, that's my not guess. for him. No, no, he is. He's been around the world. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, did times. you use a condom? Cause like poor baby. I do not think so. Um, we find out baby's real name is Francis. I think that was in this scene, right? It's the so. next, the next, oh, okay, it's the next gotcha. time they, when she says, have you had many women? Um, but before that, oh, they yeah. go, they, they go to breakfast and they learn about the end of season talent show. And the dad is like, yo, we're out of here before the end of the season. Oh, right. right. Um, when, when, cause I, my notes are a little bit jumbled. Does the sister try to like, think of what she's going to sing? And it's just like, <laughs> I could, I feel pretty or this other song or I feel pretty. Right. Uh, or what are the little things made up or I feel pretty. Yeah. I think it's at the end of the scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like B- baby and Johnny kind of get in a thing and then she goes to find him at Penny's room and Penny's like, I know what's up. Like, why did you do that? With that young girl, like to Johnny, basically. I'll say like, this is a little bit as a first time watcher, not that anybody asked what I thought about this movie, but um, this is where it lost me. I was, this is where I would argue that the movie drags a little bit where I'm like, what's happening? Like they slept together and then they're okay. And then they're not. And like, what's this fight about? Like, I don't know. It's It's, I like, I had a hard time following it. Like this would be where I would maybe like, here's okay i'm gonna defend baby baby's not upset it's johnny he has a lot of feelings and issues because yeah he even talks about this dream he had where like baby's dad puts his arm around him like like he does to robbie like i think johnny's in his head about it he's never had anybody like really care for him he's never had like a really smart woman care for him and so he's he's pushing trying to push her away of sorts um but like is this the part where he says something or I guess it's later where it's like, you were never going to tell him about me. Yeah. Yeah. It's come to like, after that. this is moving so fast. Like, why would she, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, let her do it at the yeah. pace that it makes any sense. It's just like such a, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's some again, like forced conflict stuff. That's yeah. in every rom-com or not rom-com, but this one movie. is yeah. right. It could be dialed back. But it's also the sixties and things move quicker. I mean, the sister's basically there to find a husband. Like, let's be well, honest. She's decided to go all the way with Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I'm going to go all the way with Robbie. Um, but yeah, they, we learn, then we get to like the, another famous scene, which is the, the Johnny and baby Sylvia and Mickey scene. 
um, how do you call your lover boy? And oh, yeah. where they're on the ground, like crawling towards each other. <laughs> so great. Apparently that was just them sort of messing around. It wasn't in the script. And then they just sort of filmed it and kept it in. Oh, yeah, that's what cute. Annie was saying. That was like improvised basically, which is pretty cool. And they get interrupted by Neil who wants to do the pachanga um, during the final thing. And fun fact, there is, an, there is a casino uh, here in San Diego called the Pachanga or like hmm. an arena or something. I don't know. Maybe it's an arena. And every time I hear that, I think of Neil saying, how about the Pachanga? He wouldn't know a good idea if it hit him in the Pachanga. Ha! <laughs> uh, then, then we have a scene where we find out that baby can't run. Um, she's just all arms. It's very like uh, Phoebe running uh, sort of thing. Yeah. All arms akimbo. Is this when Johnny beats up Robbie? Because he's, he's probably yeah, he's like, I, I picked so. the wrong sister or whatever, whatever. Uh, and then a we, wild get, streak that Johnny. we get to the talent show prep. And this is where we get the sister fully committing to this hula, oh my God. hula act. Yes. And you oh, can she commits. Walla, walk away. So I read that this actress <laughs> co-wrote the song and she only got credit for it starting in like the 2000s or something. Wait, they wrote that song? She co-wrote it for herself. I think this actress is rad. I would really like to meet this actress. How is there not a hula song in like the public record, like free? Like, why would they need to write a hula song? I don't know. I know what you mean. (laughs) But I think they thought the same thing and then were like, well, we could write something that sounds like a hula song. Uh, Sure, yeah. (laughs) Um... So uh, Lisa decides she's gonna. Johnny turned. This is a big pivotal moment because Johnny oh, turns right. down ex, extra like money from Mr. Pressman to sleep, basically sleep with his wife, basically. dance right. lessons. Right. But then we see Lisa going to Robbie's and she walks in on Mrs. Pressman on top of Robbie. It's very quick. But you'd have to know who those people best were. thing that could have <laughs> happened to Lisa though. What know? I was reading too. I don't think it is it Miss Pressman the same one that was dancing and talking to the. Kettleman in the beginning about how her husband was only there on the yep, weekends. Same one. That's right. uh-huh. Yeah. So apparently, um, Emily Gilmore, Kelly, what's her name? Oh yeah. Um, what is that actress's name? Gosh, who played Kelly Bishop? Name? Thank you. Kelly Bishop was cast to play that part, and then, um, oh man, I can't remember the actress who was supposed to play the mother, but she couldn't. She got sick, and so then Kelly Bishop played the mother, and the like assistant choreographer played the car the part of um this woman which is kind of fun oh that's fun yeah because she's kind of a cool cool lady i like her the uh, i don't the, know I the lady she who was slept like, with robbie yeah, yeah i don't I know mean, i thought she was she, like cool she was living her life and she she was a fit older woman you yeah, know like she's pretty she's probably <laughs> my age now I don't no know right yeah exactly i'm saying that but she's I, probably I was like tra- well, 38 or you know here's the or, thing though like when she was dancing i thought she was like in her 50s and then when she catches her i'm like this woman's 38 years old, right? Yeah. Like I couldn't figure it out, but it's yeah. the makeup and the hair of the sixties. It's very yeah. confusing. Yeah. Um, so there's, so basically like baby and Johnny have another little sex moment and they're listening to still of the night. And this is where Johnny explains. He's had that dream about seeing J- baby's dad hugging him. Red flag, man. If you are like with a man for a couple of days and he's like telling you about the dreams that he's had about your father and it. I don't 
don't know that I would hate that. <laughs> if that man is not a lesbian, you need to get out. That's <laughs> what I'm I don't know. If like, you want I want your man to be more like a lesbian. No, I get it. I, I less I guess, like a man. I don't know why I say that. I don't, you know, because I know what you mean. I just feel like there's, it's like a trap or something. Like it's like this guy, this guy needs too much. There's so much need. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm all for all of it. I I'm, yeah. I'm I take back what I said. Go for it. Just just run to him 100 as far fast as you can. But Mrs. Pressman sees baby leaving the cabin. You kind of think like she's gonna. Yeah, but she doesn't. Metal, right? But she doesn't. Yeah, no, really. she does. Oh, she does. When she does. Wait. She, she sees f- it. She frames him. She frames Johnny. Oh, oh that's her that says yeah. that he stole. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. So it does make sense. Because yeah. I was with you, Bridget. I'm like, why do they focus in on her and, face? and I've seen this a hundred times. I just yeah. thought maybe like people assumed Johnny did it. But no, she, she specifically says, like frames him for it. Okay. And then of course we get baby admits that he couldn't have done it because I was banging him. Um, yeah, she right. cannot think of a better lie. Like, no, say you're taking sh- dance classes. Say anything. I don't nah, understand why. She had to come clean. Yeah, she, I, I agree. She had to. No one would have. They she because she already tried being like he couldn't have done it. You know, I I know he has an alibi, and they're like, doesn't matter. He's going to super jail. And then she's like, okay, super we did jail. it all yeah, night totally. long. When you just said that, I thought you were saying soup or jail. Soup or jail. <laughs> I was like, those are it's funny a fun choices. New game show fills <laughs> shopping soup around. or jail. What do you prefer? Which soup. One? It's always soup. You win. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real quick game show. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's some conflict. Baby fights with her father about what's going on. He doesn't trust her anymore. Um, we get to hear she's like the wind. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man, so much saxophone! I love it. I love How it. How do we think? So, like, when I heard they this use so and- much saxophone because it's yeah. amazing. Well, this is what takes you out of it. Too. This is like okay, we're in the eighties. It's not the sixties. I don't care. And Annie, no, I don't. <laughs> it's not that I think it's bad at all. It's just like it's an interesting choice. And then Annie, I see you and watching this with her. She was like, "That's Patrick Swayze." I'm like, "What?" Yes. And then I looked it up, and it's like it reminds me of like. Bodie and Point Break. It's like Patrick Sweezy just like eat a skydive forever. He's oh. just like, I'm gonna skydive. I thought he sang in it. Point Break and I missed it. No, but it's just like it's interesting. Patrick Sweezy is just gonna like do what he wants to do. <laughs> like it's the kind of incredible. Man. Renaissance man. Oh, it's so it's not a complaint. The baby's sad, and this is where his sister says that weird thing about like, I'll do your hair if you want. And that- I'll at do your hair if you want to. Uh, at this point, it's like the sister's like not okay. Like, no, yeah, I had right? a note that she's just so weird. No, she's yeah. she was like kicked in the head by with a oh, by a donkey. <laughs> it, it, she reminds me a lot of the Sixteen Candles sister, where you're like yeah. something's up, man. Oh. Like she's on Valium. Like it I is. I forgot this about weird... that sister. Yeah, she was super weird too. It's the same character. Yeah. Um, and of course, we have the uh, final dance number, which Johnny's been told he can't dance at, but he shows up anyways with his gang of dancers. He pulls baby out of the corner and like yeah. says the fa- famous line. No one pulls puts baby. Nobody puts baby in the corner. In the corner. Which in my brain, I also thought that that was from the abortion scene 
I, I had it all confused. Had an actual baby? <laughs> no, I, because this was like locked in my brain before I even knew what an abortion was or what was going on in that scene. Oh, interesting. So it was, I, my brain was a jumble. Well, my brain, I'll tell you what I thought this was about because I knew that character was named Baby and I knew that the famous line from this film was no one puts baby in a corner i thought there was like a group of teens who had cornered baby wow <laughs> yeah yeah i thought it was like i didn't realize like oh well this family has been seated with her back to the wall corner i like which kind of you know makes sense i guess it's an undesirable place to be sat at dinner but i really thought that like she was being cornered and then he saved her but he saves her from her own family I guess yeah. she's in a metaphorical corner. She she's in a literal corner. Well, she's in a literal and yeah, it's, she's in a literal. But All like, the she's kind not of completely safe from there. She's she saved herself. She had her own awakening. Yeah, she she realized who she was, and she can get along with her parents. It was just like they had to grow up a little bit too. Like they were babying her, and they were babying themselves. Yeah, and then like Patrick Swayze. I mean, in the rummer for my Hummer mm-hmm. is like. This speech is so wild. Like he gives this speech to people as if they know what he's talking about. And like, if they do know what he's talking about, it's appalling and incredibly inappropriate. (laughs) If they don't, it's bananas. So it's just like such a crazy thing to do at the Catskills. And he jumps off that stage and he rolls around on his knees and like, that's gotta hurt. And then you get that close up of him, like dancing down the aisle where he's just like, that's like this famous. I knew that. That's oh, in every like montage. So good. I love this dancing scene. I love when he turns around and the whole team is behind him and they're all doing that dance. That he They've been practicing. About. It They've is been practicing. really choreographed. He did say, he did say they were practicing. He, he tried to tell Neil that during the Sylvia and Vicky scene, but Neil didn't want to hear it. But like, he was like, We've, I've been practicing this thing with the staff. Da, 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 da. But Neil's like, no, the Pachanga. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then then they do the lift and then the end. The end. I do want to know the no, thing Katie, that we didn't no. talk about was that song like hearts and hands. Oh, the like the Kellerman oh, anthem my or whatever gosh. it was. What goes on for so long in the background, but my friend Katie M like knew that song. Like that's the part of this movie she would constantly reenact of like the awkward ridiculousness and the sisters part of it. And it is, it is lovely. And hearts and voices, voices, hearts hands and, and hearts and yes. butts. Which I guess yeah. is the, the rhythm of like William and Mary and a, a couple of different, um, it's based on like this, like 1800s, like Diddy, like English Diddy or something. And so like, it is a couple of colleges, actual songs, which yeah. is kind of fun. Not surprised. Like, I wonder, yeah. And I was like, that would be fun to kind of sing to that. But anyway, uh, that was that was a big thing of this movie that I knew because it was reenacted yes. to me a lot. Um, so any, I know we we got a couple questions during there. Um, I asked them as I went along. Mine was from Nora L. Uh, and she was wondering why Patrick Swayze, when the dad came in and like, who's responsible for this? Yeah. Why he was just like, yes. And I mean, you know, she gets that it's like a misinterpretation, but just like, why say yes and nothing else? And be like, well, oh, I didn't do this, but I'm taking care of this situation and trying to help. We just want to help, not just be like, I know. Okay. Yeah. What? I think he's protecting her. 
Because he, 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 you know, everybody assumes they're doing it already. And if it's not his, then it's, then she's sleeping around and she's a floozy of some kind. Like he has her back. They, they dated yeah, once, okay. but they're really like brother and sister, frankly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, they build that like he's that. Just, I mean, he's just protecting Okay. Her. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. That, make, that makes sense. I can buy it. Um, that's the questions I had. Katie, any questions from you? I kind of asked them as I okay. went along. My oh, question God. was kind of, I answered it at the beginning, but it, I do like to ask this question was, do we think baby and Johnny are still together? But <laughs> nope. I'll answer it a little bit to how I did last night, which is that I think they kind of like date on and off, but she does go to college and she does go to the Peace Corps. Mm. And then when they're a little bit older, they settle down and find each other again. And they have great she, sex. I could see her having gone to the Peace Corps and like, yep. I could see that. He gets more um, experiences. I, if they're I like together, your story. I like it, Bridget. Yeah, I can if buy they're it. if they're together, it's because she has gone on the roller coaster that is him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't like, want I think give up her dreams or anything. No, I don't think she. I hope she wouldn't. But like, I feel like he's got like just a lot to work out, a lot of insecurities, a lot of like world discovering. Yeah. So like, if they're together. It, it's because she's like willing to go on that roller coaster. It's not because they like find a house and now they just like, you know, live in upstate New York. Yeah. No, I, I believe the, they reunite later on and then they can stick together. If, if they stuck together right from the get go, they would last like six yeah. months. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. How about Hummers, Bombers and Dummers? What do we want to uh, start with? Katie, should we? Pick, you pick. Uh, let's start with with. Let's end on a high note. Um, okay. and start with uh, dumbers. Okay, I've got one. Um, mm. so this one is for that dummy baby, which I, I actually like her. Um, but there's one moment that I just think is dumb that doesn't track with her. Sort of, she is a little bit naive, and I guess this goes towards that. But it's right when she finds out that Penny is knocked up and it's, you know, Robbie's, she's like, oh, he, he can help out, you know, right. and pay for this thing. Even though the last time she saw Robbie was after accosting her own sister and like coming out of the right. woods. So it's like, why do you still think this is like a person of character that this woman crying in the ground wants anything to do with? And it just, right. I don't know, she's naive, but I don't, she, she would know a little bit better than that. So that's why it's dumb for me. For sure. I think my dumber is, is just going to be like, like at the end during, during time. <laughs> of what is it once, once every podcast, Bridget like accidentally knocks over her microphone and it's as if she's knocking over like a bucket of water that's like spilling on top of like orphans. It's just like such a panic into the podcast. I'm so sorry. Why do you keep buckets of water over orphans? (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't even want to see what my microphone is sitting on right now. That's for the behind the scenes podcast. Yeah. But anyway, orphans that are holding it up. It's two orphans holding it up. So like at the end with time of your life, which is a great song, mm-hmm. like the music conductor of the summer who had to listen to frick. Well, I'm going to save that, but the music conductor is like, Hey, they're like, do you have sheet music on this? And he's like, 
and he's just playing and it's like the music doesn't match the singing and like who is that man and woman right there are they on a record and the record is playing at the same time as the band is it just the audio track that's my question who are these people nobody is singing this song but but patrick swayze i'm gonna sneak a hummer in there he (laughs) when he mouths i owe it all to you to baby it is one of my favorite things in the entire planet annie loves that too annie was like that's like where that's That's love it's love yeah oh how crazy yeah um i had the same i kind of tripped out a little bit with that i'm like wait is this what the audience is hearing or is this just what we're hearing yeah because this is a song that is maybe sung by Patrick Swayze. Who knows? Um, so uh, my dumber is actually kind of like going on a little bit of like Nora L's question, which is why I didn't pipe up so much for that, where I just have written down like confusion, ugh, tell <laughs> him like that plot device of Patrick Swayze being like too, pr- I guess like it doesn't quite match with his p- character that he's too proud to tell the father that like by I'm responsible for her. What I mean is she's like a sister. I love her. I'm going to pay for it no, I didn't get her pregnant, which like, it's also this question I have of like, it's interesting in this movie where I think oftentimes like the woman would be blamed. And in this movie, like everybody is so mad at the man that got a woman pregnant and then helped her get an abortion. It's just, it's like, I don't understand like why the father is so mad at him. Cause it's like, I think they're just trying to take care of it and there's terrible options. Um, yeah. But like, you know in line with that is when he you know the father goes to Robbie and then discovers that Robbie's the father because Robbie just like says that to him slyly and then it makes him like love Patrick Swayze and it's like Patrick Swayze you could have told me this yeah so I didn't look like a giant douche going to this waiter and trying to pay for his med school you know what I mean like I don't know why that even makes Patrick Swayze a hero so all of that was like I don't get it. Like just manufactured confusion. (laughs) Yeah. The manufactured confusion to me. Yeah. Anyway, that was my dumber. Bummers. Bummers. (laughs) I think my, I'm going to go with my original bummer, which is Max Gellerman. I think he's rude to his staff. I think he's Mm -hmm. mean. I think he's like a little like, well, I think he's a lot of narcissistic. He like talks their ear off for a long time about how the world is changing and therefore Nobody's going to want to go to Kellerman's. Uh, he talks the poor ear off of the music conductor. And he like makes the music conductor do that weird dance with him on stage where they're both like, and I don't think that the music conductor likes it. Tito, wasn't that his name? Yeah. I'm just like, Max Kellerman, you're creepy. Yeah. Bum, you bum me out. Um, I have a very specific bummer, which is when the father, who I do adore, I really like that father a lot. Um, I couldn't get a handle on how old he was. He was maybe like <laughs> 39 or 60. Um, yeah. But he said, I mean, this was like some, uh, the, in, in line with the plot of my dumber, but he, he says that, um, he says to Patrick Swayze, like, you got your partner pregnant. And I was like, oh, how progressive his partner. And then I was like, oh, his dance, dance partner. partner. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my bummer because I was like so high and then I went low. <laughs> Makes more sense. It's more with the time, but that was my bummer. I was like, man, yeah. this like OBGYN is rad. And then yeah. I was like, oh no, it's a dance partner. Um, Mine will just be, um, you know, 
my body by choice thing do we really want to go back to uh folding tables and knives and how about we you know keep you know abortion stuff legal so that's just philip yeah (laughs) and you know and i mean also it's because i was so confused on like my memories of what actually was happening Mm -hmm. in this like i had no idea because i i saw it when i was like eight or something like that and um yeah but yeah hey let's (laughs) let's not let's not um you know I mean, there's, there's a, cause I was also going to go into sort of your Max Kellerman and sort of the kid and just how like it's, there's a lot of two-facedness in this. And it's just like, of course there was in like yeah. real life behind this, but yeah. No. So I'll go like, Hey, let's, let's keep rights. Rights. Yeah. And a P- PSA Philip says. We, we like to keep <laughs> politics in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I was floored by I mean, I guess it's 87. It's such a, it's such a, like a mind blow when it's like 87, but it's in the 60s. Like but George it, Bush. Well, 87. I, like, I yeah. also couldn't figure out when was abortion made legal? Roe versus Wade. And this also it, it sort of 70s, shows my dumbness. Okay. So I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just guessing. I, that, still, I don't say that with authority. Not everybody has access to that and who has access to it in healthcare and but I do think that, like, in 1987, they were portraying a time that was before Roe versus Oh, well, Lee, yeah, yeah, obviously. And that was, like, part of this, like, remember, this, like, sucks. Like, it would be interesting to see, like, I don't know, to to look into 1973, so 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So it's just such an interesting plot point that was such a big part of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super. Well, it's a lot about women's choices and mm-hmm. what they choose to do and who yeah. gets to choose for them. Sure. And- good a good point uh hummers hummers (laughs) i have so many to choose from but i'm gonna pick uh Mm -hmm. it's it's the scene it's the it's the sex scene in the what's the before the sex scene when they're in the um don't you feel like crying and i'll i'm gonna pick specifically just them dancing together and then that little moment where where she baby grabs johnny's butt to the music it's like Mm -hmm. oh she grabs his butt Nice. Perfect. I've got a pretty specific one too. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to be yours, Katie. So I don't mind jumping. Maybe I have a really specific one. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. It's cut, the same cut one. me off of it. I don't know what to do. All right. So it's the scene where the dad is looking over the no. lake okay. just early in the morning. <laughs> um, and it's like this is just a weird hummer, but I I have a new daughter and I just feel hmm. that every dad needs time alone to look over a lake when he <laughs> finds out his daughter's having sex for the first time. <laughs> um, just to get your wrap your brain around that. No need to you know get get, it. you know you just need some time to realize you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you She's need a woman some like now. mindfulness yeah. space. I get it. Yeah. I will say like the parts of this movie where I was more of like, oh, I want to be there is when she's like leaving the house at night and there's crickets and like, yes, that space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody else, but I want to be in the woods at night. Um, so yeah, looking over the lake, you know, circumstances different, but yes. Sure. Nice. Right, yeah. Um so my Hummer is like super specific, I guess. Um, I thought it'd be everybody's Hummer, but um, it's the way, what is the name of Kettleman's son? Neil? Neil. Yeah. 
It's the way that he refers to Patrick Swayze and Penny as dance people. (laughs) (laughs) He calls them like, oh, them. They're the dance people. (laughs) And then he does it again um, where it's like when he's threatening Patrick Swayze, when he's like, fine, well, you can do what you want. But next year we'll find another dance person. Um, And that's exactly how I would refer to them probably (laughs) if I was in that space. And I just think that's like, I just think it's so funny. It's just like, it it definitely is so like diminishing and it is the other thing that I will say, Annie, I see you had a comment on is like, Neil is not like some terrible supervillain. He's no. just a really privileged guy that right. doesn't get yeah. it. And I liked that choice too. Um, yeah. I'm glad he wasn't, yeah, some, he wasn't a Robbie. We only need one Robbie. Sometimes right. movies make a mistake where there's like too many Robbies. But so now I'm picturing that they have to go out with like a truffle pig to find like dance people in the woods <laughs> and like they pull them out of the ground. Grow, we like got cabbages. some good ones. Yeah. Uh, I have been so referred good. to as like a dance person or a theater yeah. person yeah. or an improv person. I'm Absolutely. You guys don't well, relate to that. That's what I'm, I totally relate to that. I totally relate to saying something like that and to be re- being referred to like that. And I just yeah. think it's like, it's just so indicative. It's like, yes, that is how somebody who doesn't do that thing refers to that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, cool. Should we talk about uh, our outfits? Yeah. Well, Katie, I can talk about your outfit because I appreciated that you had tried on a few different wigs um, and then had left a few on for us to see, which is really lovely. Mm-hmm. And that you're wearing that sort of like very form fitting, hugging tube top that Lisa wears when she's doing the hula, the hula dance. Um, and, uh, that you have, um, some of those like yellow sort of like gloves you wear when you clean yeah. and, um, and they say, I'd rather be dirty dancing than dirty cleaning. <laughs> the gloves say that. They say you they're your gloves. I know. I notice on the front it says I'd rather be dirty dancing. And then on the back it says than dirty, dirty cleaning. cleaning. Yes. Well, thank oh, you for noticing. Nice job. Really beautiful. All of that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, Phil, I'm loving that. Um you also for this podcast have uh donned what seems like a girdle in which you have a very disney princess like hourglass figure um the new dad bod yeah it is the dad bod um and then you have that um fun trucker hat um that that just says um i've got cat skills which I like. <laughs> yeah, which is true. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Bridget, um, you've got your your dance heels on because um, that's important. You know, yes. heels up all the time. That's right. Um, you know, it's it's the whole Ginger Rogers thing, doing everything uh, Fred Astaire did backwards with heels on. Mm. Um, mm. You you are wearing a pair of Swayze's high waisted pants because they're just it's cool you know, and then you've got a shirt with uh, some of the lyrics to "She's Like the Wind," specifically "She's Like the Wind 
through my tree. And in the back, it says, yeah, it's sexual. <laughs> yes. Because uh, it is. Because it's, it it's just, why not like through the trees? But no, through my uh, tree. Through my tree. My tree. That He's talking about his penis. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, or, but, it, you know, it'd be different for you. Yeah. No, no. yeah. Well, right. I mean, I, I call it's basically a tree. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. I wanted to order and I'm really surprised no one's wearing anything that says like penny for your thoughts. And it makes me think of, um, did you guys read the trivia that the actress um, who plays (laughs) Penny, did you read this? That they had to like do makeup on her during the like post botched abortion scene. They had to do makeup on her that made her look more wrecked because without makeup she was so naturally beautiful that she did not stunning. look stressed. She well, is. She's so charming she, and stunning. She is, but it's like also a non-story. It's like what you had to put makeup for a scene on an like it, yeah. yeah, of course, you know. It's like she's supposed to gone gone through something traumatic and then you didn't think to put makeup on her to make her look like she's gone through something traumatic. I guess I that's true. I guess um, like Right. Maybe it's like a misogynistic story, right? Where it's like a woman isn't ugly enough without makeup to look like she's just been wrecked. <laughs> That's a good point. Or it's her nice. publicist story. I don't know. It, it well, just it seemed a little made. Sorry to chivalrous rave. feminist. No, I like it. I think it's a good I, I don't even know if, I, you know, I, I've been laying. I feel like I've been laying it on too thick today. <laughs> so I, I've got to say something no. wrong to sort of no, balance no, no. it out. You I know? think it's no, I think you're right, actually. It is a non-story. It's like, yeah, you couldn't just have no makeup to look like you'd been through a medical trauma. Like, right. you actually have to make up, which you should. Ugh. Point taken. Point well taken. One <laughs> other quick fact before we get to Is It For Real, that Mar- Miranda Garrison, who played Vivian Pressman, the woman who slept with Robbie. Uh-huh. Okay. The, the choreographer. Yeah, the choreographer, the co-choreographer with Kenny mm-hmm. Ortega. Right. She choreographed Selena. The new one or the Jennifer original? The, yeah, the original Selena. Oh man, that is such a good film. Isn't that I cool? That I know. Yeah. And she was in Xanadu too, which that's mm. really awesome. Interesting. All right. Is it for real, Katie? Oh yeah. So I'll start. So um, I won't bury the lead. This movie is for real, for real. Like I think it's, it's good that I picked it, Bridget, because I think like the rule <laughs> in this podcast is like, you know, we shouldn't pick stuff that we know is for real. So Bridget, I have a suspicion that you maybe knew it was for real. Um, I will say like, there are parts of it that I could have sliced out. Like I didn't need Patrick Swayze beating up somebody like that was something that was like, like uh, there was parts of it that didn't hold my attention. Well, hold your horses till we watch Roadhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's like expected in it. The beating up stuff was like, this would also be a red flag, baby. Like get out of there. Um, but I was so, again, I'm just going to say like, this was what, this is the, the empty promise of cocktail. Like this is an amazing soundtrack, uh, you know, combined with a pretty like complex and interesting and progressive plot with like two, two actors, two lead actors that are like super charming and doing a lot. And then like a supporting cast. That's pretty awesome. So, um, it was like a lot to talk about, but like, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised at like how for real it was. So, yeah. 
Give it a go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what she said, it's for real. <laughs> I have nothing more. Yeah, it's great. Like it, it really holds up. I think it's a very entertaining movie. The music is phenomenal. The, I think, um, I think everyone in it is great. Um, I think the bad guys do a great job. As you said, the, the sister does a great job. Um, yeah, totally. I think it, it does have its progressive. Basically, I'm just rehitting what Katie said. It's yeah, it's a very enjoyable movie. To, even if it was like just this made today, like it didn't mm-hmm. have all this like nostalgia or whatever, I think it would it would be a hit. Yeah, if you will, for sure. Yeah, like Katie said, I this was never on my list to watch for this pod because I was like dirty dancing, but I was intrigued and excited to hear that like you had never seen it, Katie, mm-hmm. and also that my couchmate had never really seen it, and so like other than the clips on YouTube. And so to have you both kind of watch it, watch it with fresh eyes and be like, Oh my God, this is a really good movie because I do think there's the things that you see are maybe the cheesier parts or you, you know, the time of your life, like lift thing and people just Uh, talk about that. But like, yeah, I I agree with both of you on everything. Um, This movie's for real. It's dynamic. It's interesting. It clips along. It just gets right into the story. I mean, I know you said there was like a little part where you thought it dragged, but like, it's got romance, it has music, mm-hmm. it has dancing. It's just great acting. Like the chemistry between the two of them is amazing. Hands down, one of my favorite movies of all time. So for mm. real. Yeah. Boom. And the montages are so great too. Like, I think it's helpful to have seen this movie. I was going to say like my understanding of it was basically through like what hot American summer, like parody of it, yeah. <laughs> like and other things. So like, it's helpful now to have that of like, Oh, like that's what they're parodying. Um, right. It's like, I definitely get it as a classic. Uh, so for my song today, I'm, I am, it's going to be a little wild. But mm. I'll just play what I got here. Here we go. What is Put it on shuffle and happening. it's great, right? <laughs> I know. I went for that was I just, a real whirlwind. I went for a dirty dancing mix. Yeah. Um yeah. on YouTube. There's plenty you could choose from. And I just flipped through it. I hope you could even hear it. But basically, yeah. like the music is so great. And there were no other new songs that inspired me. I just love them all. I love Patrick Swayze. I love picturing him dancing next to Chris Farley in that Chippendale skit. Oh, yes. That's that's what I was thinking of, too. Also, no shirt and pants. That's right. Cumberbund. Well, a cup. Right. And a bow tie. Collar. It's the Chippendale's outfit, guys. Get with it. Right. Uh, thank you, Angeline D. For yes, yeah, thank you. That was, that was great. And thank you, Katie, for officially picking this movie so we can enjoy I, This it. is a real before and after for me. So thank you for, you know, being with me through this. But yeah, it was cool. It was fun. All right. Until next time. See ya. Hello.